I'm going to start off with a question. So when I was first asked to preach tonight, a question immediately dropped in. And I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to shut your eyes. So you all shut your eyes. And I want you to picture Jesus sat next to you. And he sat next to you. And he says to you, do you love me? Do you love me? (laughs) What will your answer be? I'm not asking you to tell me, but I want you to hold it. Whatever that answer is that you have. Now, I know There are going to be several different answers tonight. There's going to be those of you that are, yes. There's a little bit of, I don't know, doubt or something in there. I think so. Most of the time. There might even be some here or online they're going to be, no, because he doesn't love me. And there's going to be loads of you who are like, yes, I know Jesus loves me. So I'm aware of all the different answers, but I want you to hold that, that in your hearts through while I talk. I know this is a searching question. I know it's probably a challenging question. But I know that's what the Holy Spirit has asked. And I want you to dig down. I want you to dig down deep and to search in your hearts. There was, I don't know if anybody saw it. I've seen it several times on Facebook. But there was a picture And it was from the Passion of Christ. And Mel Gibson was sat next to the actor dressed as Jesus. And I can remember seeing that picture. And it's going back a few years. And I've seen it multiple times. But every time I see it, it's like, wow. What would I say if that was Jesus sat there? Physically in the flesh. Yes, we know he's in the presence and we can talk to him and we can have those conversations. But if he was physically sat there, what would I say to him? Now, I'm not known for being lost for words. (laughs) Thanks, Bramwell. But you know what? I just... I don't think I could speak. I think I would be in such awe. I think I'd be like... But then it would be like, would I tell him how much I love him? Would I thank him for all that he's done for me? What about you? What would you say? How would you be feeling if Jesus was literally 
sat next to you. I want you to turn to John 21. I think you probably know where I'm. I'm going to go for the. I can't even find it now. John 21:15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all these things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. So Jesus asked Simon Peter three times, And by the time he got to the third time, Peter was getting pretty upset. What would you do? What would you be feeling if Jesus asked you three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Now, love is a word. It it gets bandied about all the time. I love this certain food. Yes, you might really enjoy it, and it's one of your favorites. Do you love it? That's not a loving love. I enjoyed, I love the sun. Whatever that is. And I mean the sun, S-U-N. Yes, you might really enjoy the sun and the warmth and the brightness and how happy it always makes you feel when it's sunny out. But love, it's not a loving love. I love going to the beach or I I love going to a certain place. Yes, you do really enjoy going to the beach. You really enjoy going to a a certain, certain holiday destination. Love, it's not a loving love. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. Now that's a different kind of love. I love my pastors. Yes, that's a loving love. You tell your children you love them. But if your children say to you, probably when they're usually throwing a tantrum, I don't love you, you go, ouch, that hurt.
do you love Jesus? Now, that's a different kind of love. It's an unconditional love. See, where Jesus asked three times, Jesus asks you, do you love me? And you can say, yes, I love you. And his reply, are you listening? Jesus might say to you, do you love me? And you can answer, and, and, and he'll ask you, so are you doing what I've asked? Jesus might ask you a third time, and you're probably doing the same as Simon Peter. I've answered you twice. I've told you I love you. And sometimes I, I can hear the frustrations with that happening. And you're, yes, Jesus, I've told you I love you. So Jesus says, do you hear me? Now, I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are for Jesus. Only you do. Only you know that. I don't know how much you love him. But I know how much he loves you. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only forgot begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting love. He loves you. He loves you. And do you know how much he loves you? He loves you so much that even though he didn't do anything wrong, that he was raising the dead, he was healing people. He was ra he, raising the dead, he was healing people, he was, he was preaching. He did nothing wrong. He was sinless. But then all the religious people, they didn't like it. They were getting upset with him. And then... They decided they were going to crucify him. But they didn't just hang him on a cross. First of all, they, they had to beat him. Beat him so much that the skin was falling off his body. I know it's graphic, but I'm sorry, it's the truth. It's what it was like, and that is what he did for you. His skin was falling off his body. Blood everywhere. They put a crown of thorns onto his head. They didn't just rest it there. They would have pushed it on. So it would be digging into his head. He'd have been in so much pain. Did he complain? Did he try to defend himself? He knew what was coming. But he knew he had to be obedient. He had to be obedient to his father and he had to do it. He had to go ahead. He had to endure that beating. And then he was put on the cross and the nails were nailed into his, into his wrists and into his feet. It's not a pretty picture. But he did that for you, for each and every one of you, because he loves you. He was humiliated. He was spat at. 
He was called evil. He was told, if you are the son of God, you can get yourself down from there. But he didn't. Instead, he was asking the father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. He knew he had to do it. He didn't. He could have been disobedient and he didn't have done it. But, but, he loves you. He loved you so much. He still did it for you. Out of love, out of obedience, and he knew what he was doing. You had to be cleansed from your sins. And that couldn't happen unless he did what he did. He was buried for three days. And then on the third day, the tomb was found to be open. It was empty. Jesus had risen. He was alive. He's alive now. And he's the only one that is alive. He is the only one that can save you. Buddha cannot save you. Muhammad cannot save you. They're dead and they're still there. They're still in their graves. Jesus is alive for you because he loves you. And you know, if, if, if you are a child of God here tonight, you are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So anything that you ever did before, anything, any sins, anything you did before are gone. They were washed away on the cross. They are gone. You are forgiven. You belong to Jesus, but it's only if you are a child of God. You have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe with your hearts that he has risen. You have to do that. You have to. And you know, Jesus, he did that 2,000 odd years ago, before you were born, before you sinned, before you committed any of the, the stuff that you did, that you said. He did it because he knew what you was going to do. He still loved you. He still went to that cross for you. You need to repent. You need to turn from your sin. Put that sin behind you. Turn to Jesus. And give your all to him. You can love him. But you might be sitting there thinking, 
you don't know what I did. No, I don't. He does. He know what you did. He know what you said. He knows how you behaved. I was no angel. Oh, believe me, I was no angel. I was not a very nice person. The things that I, I did, but he still loved me. When I said, Jesus, be my Lord, they're gone. I don't have to worry about them anymore. I don't have to like, oh, but I did this and oh, but I did that. No, I don't have to do that. I need my, need my phone. It's all right, I saw something and I needed to take a picture, so I need that. So if he can love you when you were still a sinner, how can you not love him for what he did? How? There's a quote. I, I was in the office doing a bit more preparing and, and spending some time with Jesus and I, I, I happened to look up on the wall and I saw this and, and I was like wow and I'm, so I want to read it so it's by C.S. Lewis so I'm just going to read it to love at all is to be vulnerable love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly broken if you want to make sure of keeping it intact. You must give your heart to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it up carefully, round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. The only place outside heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers of love is hell. That really struck me when I read that because it is so, so true. You are only safe from heaven in hell. So you want to go to heaven. Put all that stuff to one side. You don't have to carry anything anymore. I want to also take you to, to um, First John Chapter 4. And we'll start at verse 7, please, Carlos. Yeah, 1 John 4, starting at 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, 
for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as saviour of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he is God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. If I was to ask you the same question that I asked right at the beginning, if God said to you, do you love me? What's your answer? What's your answer? You've heard what he did for you. How he bled and died, endured, I can't even imagine what pain for you, for sinners. Whatever you did, it is not, it is not too much for him. Nothing you've done. Nothing at all. He loves you. Jesus. So I want you to search again. If he was to say to you, do you love me? How would you answer? I hope this has helped you. It's helped explain what he did for you and how much he loves you. Jesus. So search your hearts. And if you don't know, then I'm asking you, I want you to come up for prayer when the ministry team are up here so we can pray for you. Because I would love to pray for you if you're not sure. If you've been struggling with, how can he love me? If you've been struggling with loving others, I want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. But I can stand here, I was once a sinner, and I now stand in Christ, and that I, I can witness what he's done for me. 
he can do for you. He's done it for me. He can do it for you. Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for, for each one that's, that's here tonight. And Lord, I, I really do pray that, that hearts have been touched. Holy Spirit, will you, just, will you just come down now? Will you just minister to those that need minister to, ministering to right now in the name of Jesus? Holy Spirit, I, I ask you, will you just put your fire on every single person? Will you, will you just put your touch on every single person? no matter where they are right now in the name of Jesus. For all those online as well, if something has, has touched you, please reach out to us so we can pray for you. Jesus. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.